Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. Before we go on, would you mind accepting our cookie policy real quick? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. If you use the internet, you have no doubt been asked to consent to cookies. Companies tell us they're there to enhance the user experience. And cookies, the tiny files that websites send to our devices, do a lot. They remember our login information, but also track things like what we're reading and buying. Trying to avoid cookies can feel kind of pointless. That's called consent fatigue. Even though laws like the GDPR in Europe and the California Consumer Privacy Act, or CCPA, aimed to change that. According to Pew, most Americans are concerned about how their data is being used and acknowledge they don't really understand what companies do with it. We asked Matt Schwartz, policy analyst for Consumer Reports, for more on how we got here. In my everyday life, I, I do often hear a similar sentiment that people are concerned about what companies do with their data. Um, but at the same time, they kind of feel like the cat's out of the bag and that companies already know everything about them. And I would say that's just simply reflecting the status quo. And I think that's a very valid concern. In most jurisdictions, consumers don't have any ability to control the data companies collect about them. And, and what's striking too about this um, set of survey results from Pew there's been reform, or at least attempts to do something about protecting our data privacy, the CCPA here in California being just one example, and yet this is where we are. I think in part it's because these many of these state privacy laws, CCPA being one of them, aren't uh, perfect, though I do think there's been improvements. CCPA has been amended and I think there are stronger protections. And that version, one of them, which many consumers might not know about, and maybe that's part of what's being reflected in these Pew numbers, there's now the ability for consumers to take advantage of the universal opt-out. And what that is, is usually it's a browser-level uh, extension, but basically it's a signal that will send automatically send to businesses your preference to be opted out of data sales. And so that helps avoid the problem of consent fatigue, which is this feeling that consumers have um, 
that they're overwhelmed by the amount of data-related choices that they need to make in order to protect themselves. Before we spoke, I actually clicked on an article. The headline was, How to Avoid Consent Fatigue. And right away, I got that box at the bottom of the page asking, will I or won't I accept cookies? You know the box, right? Yeah. We're all familiar with the box. (laughs) We're all familiar with the box. So of course I hit yes, please track me all over the internet. Right. I mean, part of the problem there is that often the choice that's being presented to you is an illusory one. So you can either accept the privacy policy in terms of use in whole, or if you take issue with any of those things that are detailed in the privacy policy, which you probably didn't read because it's extremely long, you can say no, but then you don't get to access the service or product that you're requesting. So that's not really a true choice. And it's also a choice that relies on consumers having to parse extremely ambiguous, long privacy policies, which might not even make clear what they're doing with the data, even if you read the entire thing. Um, And so as a result, I think many people feel that they just want to click through. They just want to accept it because they don't have a choice anyways. Yeah. So it's this idea that agreeing to the terms without reading them is just easier when you get the box. And so you're saying that's that's the sentiment that's quite common um, among most of us, not just me. Right. And some of these state privacy laws are making an improvement on that. They are giving you some more granular rights with regards to your data. And I think one of the more important ones is the right to opt out of the sale of your information. That kind of gets a little bit beyond this all or nothing choice because it allows you as a consumer to say, okay, fine, I accept the privacy policy, but I don't want you to sell my personal information to to third parties. A secondary problem with that crops up in that consumers now have to go to each website that they interact with in order to effectuate that opt-out choice. And that is still not really a usable right for consumers. And that can still lead to the type of consent fatigue that we're talking about, because we're talking about thousands of websites that the average consumer interacts with. Yeah, no one's going to actually do that, right? Which kind of gets back to another topic that's hit on in this Pew survey, which found that most Americans don't feel like they have control over their personal data. The companies that collect all of this stuff would argue that we choose when we opt into their privacy policies. Do they have a point there? Well, not really, because that's that's what we're talking about with the all or nothing decisions. Um, Most people feel unable to really understand what's going on beneath the hood of these companies to understand what type of data sharing is occurring. And so that's part of what we're trying to get at with these universal controls to at least say, I'm going to set my preference once to opt out of sales, and it's going to automatically send this to the company. We'll be right back with more on consent fatigue with Matt Schwartz of Consumer Reports, which has a new mobile app called Permission Slip that's all about giving consumers more control over their personal data. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with Matt Schwartz of Consumer Reports. So you all over at Consumer Reports just launched an app called Permission Slip. I like the name. Um, And the pitch here seems to be that Consumer Reports will reach out to companies for people and tell them to stop selling your personal online data. Is that the main idea? It is. So this takes advantage of a slightly different concept in state privacy laws. It's called authorized agents. And what an authorized agent is, is essentially 
a middleman that the consumer designates to handle their privacy requests for them. And so permission slip acts as an authorized agent under the California law and helps consumers effectuate their consumer rights requests, especially the right to, to opt out of sales. You know, so instead of a person navigating to each individual businesses, business that they've interacted with, which again is a number that's likely in the thousands, trying to find that, that company's opt-out controls, then filling out all of the necessary verification information, permission slip users instead can go into the app and simply tap on each of the businesses in the app that they wish to send a rights request to, and CR will automatically process that request and manage the attendant paperwork that that requires. So we've established that consumers are, by and large, pretty down on how their data might be used. Is there a path back to a place where people do feel like there's less confusion and more control over their data, you think? I think so. Um, In the federal framework, we should be shooting for a data minimization law. And what that would do is say that companies can't collect or process information unless it's necessary to provide the service. So if I have a flashlight app, for example, that app is legally prevented from collecting my location data because they don't need it to provide the service. And that would also help avoid the consent fatigue problem where the flashlight app will just badger you to collect that extraneous information that they might benefit from, but uh, rarely, if ever, will benefit the user. And it also helps prevent data breaches because companies will just have less information to begin with. That was Matt Schwartz at Consumer Reports. Last year, Consumer Reports published a story titled, I Said No to Online Cookies, Websites Tracked Me Anyway. Reporter Thomas Germain ran an experiment that involved visiting a bunch of sites he wouldn't normally frequent. He chose to opt out of cookies and started a bunch of purchases he never completed, just for good measure. Months later, he writes he was still getting served ads for everything from $1,000 office chairs to women's probiotic supplements. His conclusion, those targeted ads sometimes follow us even when we have opted out. We've posted a link to that story on our website, marketplacetech.org, plus information on the Consumer Reports new mobile app permission slip, which Matt and I talked about. Rosie Hughes produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine... I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.